successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show here on 980 AM. And if you're listening on iTunes today, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Or on our website, GrillNationShow.com. Hope you've been having a great start to 2020. Uh, very excited about today's show. We are going to uh, talk a lot about uh, about investments, about entrepreneurship, about innovation, about ways to uh, make Kansas City a better place for, uh, for for business, for job creation, for everything under the sun. Uh, with the, we're going to be talking today to Darcy Howe, who's the founder and managing director of the KC Rise Fund. Uh, very excited to talk to her. They're on Twitter at KC Rise Fund. Uh, all one word, and also online at kcrisefund.com. I had a chance to uh, hear from Darcy recently at, at an event uh, about kind of the advancement of the KC Rise Fund and all the different things they've been working on. So I thought it'd be interesting to have her on. I think uh, venture capital is really important right now, and and and, it, and the investments at KC Rise Fund are, are making a difference for Kansas City's future. So uh, I want to thank our partners and supporters of the show. I appreciate all your support, and look forward to. Uh, working more with you in the future in 2020. So without further ado, let's bring on Darcy Howe. Darcy, how are you today? Jason, how are you? It's good to see you. You have your Chiefs mittens with you today. And, and, and you have on your entrepreneurial look <laughs> with your, uh, your vest, your Patagonia vest, I know, and your I, check shirts. I wore this for you today because I, I wanted to... <laughs> sometimes I always wonder when you're talking to someone like yourself who's kind of involved in the entrepreneurial world, if I... Do I offend you if I'm wearing a suit and tie? You know, because yeah. it's kind of the, you know, it's not kind of the norm in in that world, is it? Oh boy, my wardrobe has changed so much <laughs> over the decades from uh, you know hose and heels yeah. to I am in jeans and. Tell uh, us about your background. <laughs> I know you've been in, uh, in in wealth management and, and, and doing that kind of thing for quite a while. Many years, so, actually. Yes. Until you retired a, into this job. That's right. <laughs> uh, thought I retired for good, and here I am. Private wealth uh, management for 30-plus years, and um, worked with families toward the end of my career, worked with families that were uh, extremely high net worth, and began the uh, private banking investment group with another 29 other um uh, advisors around the country mm-hmm. to work in the space of $10, $10 million in up liquid uh, asset families. And when we first met, I think you were doing that. When I, I when right. I first met you and when we had the entrepreneur show back in the day, uh, you came on to kind of talk about that because you were involved with a lot of different boards as well. Uh, with, uh, with a lot of true. women entrepreneurial groups. Uh, well, and also with Next Gen, you right. know, I used to, always used to say that, that Kids uh, born in wealthy families, it's not their fault they were born on third base. So how do you help use the resources of the family to um, not squelch their achievement, but actually uh, help their their achievement bones that they obviously have in that family? So it's been an interesting mission, and what I'm doing now is kind of a... um, 
uh, an adjunct to that, mm-hmm. actually, really trying to help families get educated and and get the next generation off the sidelines. Who and they're excited about technology. They understand technology. They were born native technology people. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, let's let's you know, bring Kansas City into the next generation of what does that economy look like in this region? And technology will play a big part. So you were uh, you left your job, uh, your full time job, and uh, how long did you? Obviously, you're involved civically and in boards and whatnot, but how long did you sit on the sidelines before you became the, the head of the KC Rise Fund? Uh, I think that was about two weeks. Two weeks, okay. <laughs> I cleaned out the, let's see, the Christmas wrapping closet, and that's when I knew, you know, if I'm here at 10.30 in the morning cleaning out my Christmas wrapping closet, I probably ought to have something else to do with my time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, tell us about how that started, the KC Rise Fund. Uh, and I know that there's a lot of stuff going on with it we'll get into in the next few segments, but how did this all well, happen? Well, it started through the Casey Rising Initiative. So this is an initiative of the Civic Council, Mid-America Regional Council, um, the Kent City Area Economic uh, Development folks, mm-hmm. and just trying to figure out why is Kansas City falling behind? Why are we not growing as quickly as some other cities? And some other cities that don't seem all that obvious, Indianapolis, um, Nashville, uh, you know, Kansas City was bigger than Denver and Dallas 40 plus years ago. So like, what's happened here and um, how can what can we do about it? And so I joined as a volunteer, one of the work groups, Ron LeMay was leading the um, innovation and entrepreneurship work group and became very clear, having been an angel investor and uh, asset manager, and just just we were not connecting the dots. There were there were a small group of little secret groups of uh, investors, mostly um, older men, who, um, if you found them, uh, you hope that what they like is what you do. Because if you're a biotech investor, a bi- biotech company, and you find these guys, they didn't love biotech, as an example. So. It was, if you found them, um, good for you, but it was hard to find them. And the investors in town uh, were basically saying, hey, you know, there aren't any good deals here. I don't mm. invest much in Kansas City. We had one focus group, Ron and I did, where we got some of the <clears throat> most well-to-do folks in town, business people. And one guy, like, wrapped his hand on the on the desk and said, well, it doesn't help when the Kansas City Star says there's only $34 million invested uh, in Kansas City, I did that alone, and this was probably about nineteen uh, or two thousand sixteen, and we all looked at each other and went, "Who the heck knew? Nobody right, knew, right? right? Nobody knew." So, um, and flash forward now, we've had many. We Kansas City have had many families who have publicly said I mean, in the newspapers, like, "This is so un Kansas City." We have X millions of dollars, in some cases hundreds of millions of dollars that we're putting together a, a family office to make some investments. And not just in venture, but in a, a lot of ways. And um, that's the kind of change we've needed in Kansas City is to get out from the um, <clears throat> secret. And it's not secret because people were trying to be – uh, hold it all to themselves. It's because it's the nature of Kansas City, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're understated. Everyone wants to you, you you drive the Oldsmobile and you pretend like you don't have a lot of wealth, and mm-hmm. um, and that's a charm of us of us. But it's also our Achilles' heel. So there was a there was a miscommunication. Really, it was this people had a lot of money and uh, they just didn't feel like Kansas City was producing a lot of uh, high growth startups i guess you would say they didn't know who they were at the time 
because uh frankly about it's been about 10 years maybe a little less that it really kind of became a thing right a, yes. a, a thing where people were the, the the business journal was actually writing articles about startups or the star yeah. was actually writing an article and the radio show and, and coffin became more uh prevalent with one million cups in kansas city in the region uh i well, just and, um so uh but there wasn't um, any connectors there wasn't any communications happening between these people that you used to work with and the and the entrepreneurs and the startups right well so that's Mid-America, why there was no good things to invest in well mid-america angels i give them a ton of credit they were very much the mm-hmm. um uh 10 11 12 years ago. one of the first things i heard about when and i got involved in entrepreneurs women's capital connection right, was yeah. an adjunct to that investing only in women-led businesses i was a founding member of that so that and that was 10 or 12 years ago wow um, uh, but that, that time flies about all that I can remember. But now it's a whole <laughs> nother. Now there. it's a whole nother level, and we'll get into that in our next segment. Uh, KC Rise Fund is a co-investment fund which invests with institutional venture capital partners in early stage companies seeking one million or more in funding. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of the the companies you guys have invested in, uh, some of the people that you're involved with, and just kind of how this thing has evolved uh, over the last few years. Our guest today is Darcy Howe. She's the founder and managing director of the KC Rise Fund. They're online at kcrisefund.com. Uh, you're listening to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM. I'm Jason Grill. We'll be right back. Closed off from love, I didn't need the pain. Once or twice was enough. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm Jason Grill, your host, 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. Uh, appreciate you joining us. Hope you're having a great day. I'm with Darcy Howe, who's the uh, manager, excuse me, the founder and managing director of the KC Rise Fund. Their website is kcrisefund.com. Very, very awesome website, simple website, easy to navigate. I love it. Uh, Darcy, you got a, a lot of stuff to talk about, but let's let's start talking about kind of KC Rise Fund. We, we talked about kind of how it was formed. Uh, tell us what it does and kind of uh, where you guys have been and where you, you came from, essentially. I know you're kind of on your second fund now. Is that correct? You're, mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. tell us about kind of how, how it all went down with the first fund and kind of what your mission was and who, who invests with you all. What types of people? So young companies that are just getting started need capital. They need all kinds of capital, right? And not all companies will be high-growth technology companies like the ones that we invest in. We invest in a very small subset of all the companies that are formed. But that small subset is extremely powerful in any region because they move quickly. They hire a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They um uh, they create more jobs than anyone yeah. else in our economy. It's in according Kansas, to the, the, the in labor Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. Well, according to Casey SourceLink, yeah. it's something like fifty-eight percent of all the new, net new jobs in this region are created by somebody who already lives here and decides to start a business. Now, that could be a Main Street business. It could be a high-growth technology business like we invest in. But uh, we are the growth engine by far in this region. And so I talk a lot uh, publicly about uh, what are the – how are we putting resources toward this group? It's not as much fun. You don't rub and cut as easily as bringing in a distribution center or something mm-hmm. like that. I understand that. But but if these are the real – the folks who want to live here, they want, to, want their families to – they want to stay in school here and grow their businesses here. We ought to do something we collectively, whether it's you know civically or uh, policy or uh, or just you know Kaufman Foundation says out of a thousand people, three people are entrepreneurs, 
and the other 997 of us need to support them. Mm -hmm. So I see myself as both an entrepreneur, I'm a capital entrepreneur, uh, but also, more importantly, we're a, a part of the support System. So why did we pick a small subset of, you know, a little bit? So you guys are western half of Missouri, entire city of Kansas. Is that right? That's right. Okay. That's right. Um, and why did we pick that? One, because our investors said, if I want to invest somewhere else, I'd invest somewhere else. So I, I'm trying to help Kansas City. Let's stay really focused. And it's turned out that's been part of our secret sauce is we know this region better than anyone. And mm-hmm. so that's why the venture firms from around the country who – Four years ago, we're skeptical. Like, can you really build a, a company here? Is there enough talent to build a company? And you heard that all the time. Oh, I mean, God. you I still you, hear it. Yeah. But I had a guy in San Francisco who literally said, a guy in his mid 30s, Silicon Valley person. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, he's, I can't imagine that there's anything that's that interesting out there to be two days away from here. Mm-hmm. That was 2016. <laughs> now, we look at, I just was on uh, the break showing you our oh, yeah. LinkedIn. Like we had over 20,000 views of one post I just posted last week that said, these 23 companies since since Casey Rice Fund started putting money into them, not because of us, but we're, we're you know, just a factor, right? We're leveraged. These companies have raised over $280 million mm-hmm. since October of 16 when this fund went live. So... Folks are believing it. And of that money, something like 78% of it's from out of town. Right. And a lot of the views are from out of town, correct? You talked about 20,000 views. Are we talking about uh, Chicago, New York, San Francisco, D.C.? I mean, where do people look at us from? Are those the cities? Those are the cities. And you look at Startland News as mm-hmm. well, which mm-hmm. is you know covers the, the startup scene. I highly recommend everyone, if you're interested in this topic, to start um, watching both the Kansas City Business Journal and Startland News. Startland News' viewers or readers are slightly more than half out of town. Mm-hmm. So and that's, and that, and that, and that it, might not, to the listeners out there, that might not sound like much, but just you know, five, ten years ago, we didn't have anything like Startland News. I mean, there was no media outlet. And nobody was looking at Kansas right, City right, for out right, of town. Right. Now when we send, the Casey Rice Fund sends out a little deal sheet, to, we've got 175 venture firms that we show deal flow to. We've partnered with 41 around the country between these 23 companies. Tell us what that means exactly for so, our layman's out there that aren't okay. that are listening. When you talk about deal flow okay. and sheets so, that you share with people, I mean, you're yeah, sharing them with mean? other venture firms, you're sharing them with other... So someone's building a business in Kansas City okay. and they need capital. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we will show, let's see, four to eight different companies about once a quarter to all of these other institutional funds like Casey Rice Fund, but are mm-hmm. somewhere else who might be interested in what's going on in Kansas City. And So they, you not only give these folks investment capital, you also kind of help them to connect your connector by heart, by yes. trade, you personally. So you're actually opening doors to these startups that not only financial doors, but also Potential doors to international, or excuse me, to to United States, all over the place. Even Capital. international, we've got yeah. one of our portfolio companies has a, a Swiss um, venture firm, and and they in this particular company, uh, it's called Spear Power Systems in Grandview, Missouri. Uh, they are a battery um, uh, energy technology company, and uh, there were some of the big other investors, Chevron and some other uh, ABBs, big time energy investors came in, and they got, whoa, we want more, we. Want Want a bigger part of the company, get rid of Casey Rice Fund. Right? <laughs> that would be the and and we had investors in Kansas City like, how are you going to compete with these? You know, if you really attract big venture, mm-hmm. the big venture firms 
are so in tune with how important it is to have boots on the ground like us. Mm-hmm. We're helping uh, we help Spear Power Systems look at some of the Missouri um, work credits for hiring people in the state of Missouri, for instance. Uh, and and the the um, Swiss investor said we're we're seven or eight time zones away. It's great to have somebody who has boots on the ground. And by the way, Spear Power Systems was introduced to us by Evergy Ventures, which is the venture arm or the investment arm of what was KCPNL, which mm-hmm. is now the Westar um, KCPNL combo. So they're corporations who are very interested in this as well in the region. They understand they can only innovate so well uh, internally. That's sort of their their lane is to do what they do well and just keep your head down and do it. So it's innovative. I think that the, some of the corporations are looking at how can innovation outside our walls help us to compete the world's you know changing faster and faster and uh one one of our investors said she says to her board we need to uber ourselves before we get kodak <laughs> think <laughs> yeah, about right. that and uh uh and so that's the case of you look at look at h&r block where they created an entire category of an industry mm-hmm. of, of tax preparation and over the over the years, others have innovated more quickly um, on the online. On think about TurboTax and all, and and now H and R Block with their new CEO Jeff Jones is really regaining that um, that mojo of hey, we should, we should be leading this, and this is our hometown uh, company here. Right. So there, I, I think there's a a lot of connectivity between institutional investors outside of Kansas City believing that entrepreneurs can grow a business here. You can find the talent. And corporations in Kansas City really interested in what kind of business innovation as well as industry innovation can we connect with. It's either built here in Kansas City or built somewhere else. We're a co-investment fund, so we could help any corporation find innovation amongst our 175 other institutional investors that we co-invest with. So th- there's so many things mm-hmm. that we, that starting out with us, I never really thought about like, what would I know what I was doing in running a venture fund? I'd never run, run a venture fund before, but. But you, you kind of knew the tenets of it and you were able to, to bring in the investments, well, the capital. <laughs> and, and, and how least, much did you guys have to raise for your first fund? So our first fund was 19 million. Okay. Um, our, we're on our way on the second fund. We've raised a little bit more than that so far for our second fund. We'll keep going for a while. We'll be open for a little while. But, um, mm-hmm. the, I think the most important thing about that capital is so far, almost all of it was raised in Kansas City between corporations. In fact, almost 50% of our fund currently is corporate money. Um, and the rest of our families, multi-generational families. So go back to my days as an asset manager the 20 and 30 and 40 somethings of the families in Kansas City are having so much fun. Mm-hmm. Actually, the 50 something folks who had a business sold and have a couple of bucks, and this is where they want to go. I, I just had a conversation this morning with somebody in a corporation in Kansas City who's a little bit bored, a bigger corporation, wants to do something more at the earlier stage. We're, we're seeing. Um, Oh my God! I get LinkedIn requests every day for somebody who is either interested in moving back to Kansas City or mm-hmm. interested in being a resource partner for our. That, that's a good companies. point you brought up about uh, 
people coming back to Kansas City or working with people, a lot of the people you said uh, are investors from Kansas City. But if they're not, they're people that maybe grew up here or have a, a well, background here. They're more the talent. So the folks that mm-hmm. I'm getting the LinkedIn requests from or People referrals. that might want to move back here? Yeah. Okay. And the classic. This is the classic. They grew up here or went to school in the region. They have a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. They live in a 800, 900-square-foot apartment in New York or San Francisco or wherever. Maybe have a dog. Their friends are moving out of town because they're buying houses. And here's the clincher. Grandma says she'll babysit one day a week. Or, <laughs> so, I love it. I love it. That's a, so, that's a good reason that's to come back. That's the profile. Any of you out there who know somebody like that, reach out to me and they, because and they want we'll to find come a place back. for They want to come back, but now they know they have opportunities here. They didn't believe it. That's why they moved to New York and San Francisco and Boston and these other places. They more and more are believing it. Mm-hmm. That's really, really fun. Darcy Howe is our guest for the hour today uh, from the Casey Rise Fund, CaseyRiseFund.com. Darcy, when we come back, I want to kind of talk about how startups and entrepreneurs uh, can get involved. What does your investment process look like? Uh, what's the kind of the, uh, uh, the accountability, transparency? I know you guys have a process that's very well orchestrated. Uh, and then how much money you, you invest in these uh, particular startups and companies uh, after the break. You're listening to The Grill Nation Show. Hey there, Delilah, what's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast or on our website, grillnationshow.com, where I will post photos of our guests and all of our old shows so you can go back and listen with the uh, descriptions of each of them. Uh, today I'm with Darcy Howe, who is uh, with Casey Rise Fund. She's the founder and managing director. She has a long history in uh, the Kansas City region, uh, doing all kinds of things with capital and wealth and, and helping people uh, find financial returns. I will mention that, you know, People do want returns on these investments. This Darn is not. Right. This is not just Number a. One. Uh, let's Number prop one. up Kansas City. You oh actually have to show that these companies are are exiting or growing or are, are building capital and and have their investors get a little. It was return. so confusing at first because it came out of the Casey Rising Initiative, which is a nonprofit initiative in the region. Like, are you a nonprofit? Similar branding on the logo. Yeah, so, a little yeah, bit. It was, yeah. you know, we were born out of yeah. Casey Rise the Rising the initiative, so it seemed appropriate to name it that. But it's been confusing. It's like, no, we are totally completely a dot-com for-profit if we don't i mean really think about it this way too if we don't aren't successful in giving folks a financial return that is commensurate with the risk and this is a risky business to invest in early stage on you know less proven companies then we're going to blow it for this region no one will do this so Mm. i am laser focused on being you know having a good return and it's at first because this was again a volunteer i think oh okay well i'll just i'll put this fund together and then the chamber can own it or the civic and the investors looked at me like "Uh uh-uh now i'm not giving you money to go you know give it to to some other organization right uh, i take it very seriously and and you're talking about (laughs) uh, what types of uh what types of checks are you guys writing to these these uh early states companies is this this is this proof of concept checks is they reached their seed 
fund? Are they? Where so are they? let me help the the listeners understand yeah. how the capital continuum. It starts with an idea, and that idea then generally is funded by that entrepreneur um, personally, or with their friends and family, mm-hmm. or with their credit cards, or whatever they got to do mm-hmm. to come up with some viability of this business. Then they go to angel investors. Those are individuals um, like the um, uh, uh, Mid America region. Mid America Angels or mm. Women's Capital Connection. Um, uh, there are angel groups around Kansas City, and those are individuals who make decisions about uh, where they'd like to get in. And that's a little bit earlier. That would be um, prior to the first institutional capital, which is what venture is. That's where we are. And venture generally means you might have um, five or ten, or maybe even twenty people in your company. Uh, you have generally have a few paying customers, and you need the capital to scale. That's what you need. We're not just hoping a proof of concept. We're, proof of concepts already happened prior to where where the venture world is. But you guys are still in that kind of that seed fund of one, uh, you know, yeah, one hundred thousand to five hundred thousand. It's you're, funny. The you're com- not you're not multi million dollars in here. This is not a. The to co- one company are the way we define seed or Series A. It's all very confusing. Yeah, it is. It is. But the because the coasts talk about those numbers and their numbers are very different than ours are. And mm-hmm. I would say that when a, a, an entrepreneur is looking for a million dollars or more, that's generally when the institutional capital begins, whatever you want to call it. And for us, we can't be more than we're very disciplined in the way we think about our first check. It can't be more than 20% of what they're looking for in terms of total um, money from others. And um, and why is that, Darcy? Because we don't lead rounds. We're mm-hmm. not. We're trying to be catalysts, mm-hmm. not. You're helping um, them kind of get past that valley of death, as they like to say yeah, in entrepreneurial yeah. world, to that's the right. ne- to the next level, to well, the people it, who who do want to do that kind and, of. Investment. And there's something about venture that's very different from a term called private equity. In private equity, these are more seasoned companies. These are companies that actually have profit generally, and mm-hmm. ours don't have profit yet. Uh, in private equity, it's a bit of a zero sum game. One investor wins, they get the opportunity to invest, and everybody else loses. In venture, it's a team sport. These are earlier companies. They're not profitable yet. They need a team around them Mm -hmm. to really help them with that, with their network, with understanding how to build build a business, et cetera. So it's a team sport. So our capital is part of what we do. The other part is that we help them build syndicate by finding other capital, to build out that million dollars on average our uh in our first um just on average our our portfolio companies have raised about 4.4 million dollars in their in the first round in which we've been in and the other thing about venture unlike private equity private equity is you you go in big and you want to own a big part of the company in venture you you invest in a smaller way and then you hold money back to if they meet their objectives, their key performance indicators, big KPIs, that's something that you say a lot, a lot of acronyms in this business. <laughs> uh, that if they meet their key perform- performance indicators, then theoretically the value of the company grows and they can attract more investors and they can attract more money. And so you give them a little on the front end and then you give a little more. And and the uh, the standard of most venture firms when they're putting their first dollar in is – can you see a pathway to a 20 times return on that first dollar? That's a big, big number. Mm-hmm. A 20 times return on that first dollar. 
uh, which means if you invest in a company that let's say and these are this is these are equities so for again for your listeners to be educated we're not loaning them money we're actually owning a part of the company you get, you get equity or some kind of a, a note uh, ownership or yeah ownership. of the company of some sort so let's just say in Kansas City it wouldn't be uncommon for um, first institutional money to come in when the company has a valuation of five to ten million dollars has um, revenue of maybe a half a million to a million dollars. This is totally generalizing, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. gives gives your listeners a little bit of an idea. Um, and they're raising a million or two million dollars. Um, and so the if you think about a ten or twenty times return on on that, if I'm investing a hundred thousand dollars, then I would expect to get. $2 million back for that $100,000 over the life of my in- investment in that company, which could be um, four, five, ten years. Mm-hmm. could be up to 10 years. So, and stuff like that is happening. Oh, my gosh. Happening in spades. <laughs> happening in spades. So it's amazing how many companies have grown. Um, I'd love to give you an example. You want an sure. example? Yes. So uh, I won't give numbers because I haven't ask them permission for this but sure. i'll just give you a general idea because i want to give you a real a real example mm-hmm. backlot cars backlot cars has grown here when we met them may or june of 2017 so not that long ago not that long ago yeah they were uh, maybe a dozen folks in a c-grade building down on southwest boulevard crammed into this little space and they were in two markets. And what do they do? They basically are an online marketplace to buy and sell used cars. So they have three products. You can go on as a dealer. So this is dealer to dealer only. You go on as a dealer and you can buy or sell a used car. You can have it transported from point A to point B. And you can finance that. So they have three. those are three products. And they uh, were in St. Louis and, and Kansas City when we got there. Today, or I should say, th- by by the end of this quarter, they will be in virtually every state and large com- um, city in this country. And they have had a 20-plus times revenue growth. Mm. Wow. 20 times revenue growth from the day we got there two and a half years ago till till now and those dozen folks in the c grade building on down on southwest boulevard they are now occupy an entire floor of the lightwell building the old city center square lightwell building at 12th main and they have 75 employees there and another 75 employees out in the field because they have their distributed workforces around around the around um, the country unbelievable Unbelievable there. Darcy Howe is with us. Um, Darcy, what, what types of uh, investors, uh, what's kind of the, the minimum that you guys look for for your investor for uh, for the fund? How much money do they put in, and, or is it is it all over the map? I don't know where my what, what my SEC uh, oh, oh, compliance is here. Oh, I'm sorry. I won't ask that here, question. But, but, but let's just say it's, 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 it's got zeros on it. Number. It's got zeros on it. Yeah, it's a, it's a six-figure number. Okay. And, and the money is— I don't know what your SEC things are either, so we'll just yeah, leave it yeah. at that. So the, <laughs> but the commitments—this is an important thing about venture. 
you make a commitment and then we don't call the capital until we find ideas that meet our standard to invest in. Through your investment process, and let's let's talk about that. Tell me what that looks like. Um, it's on your website again at kcrisefund.com. This is all public information. You know, you guys have a, a process. Yes. And, you know, it starts with, the you know, you, you get introduced to them or someone files something uh, or reaches out to you and says, hey, I'm interested. So they can reach out on our website right. and, and pull pull out down our form and tell us about themselves. We have scouts all over our region from Columbia, Missouri, Springfield, Wichita, uh, you know, Lawrence, Topeka, Manhattan, Salina, who are helping us to know who is incubating something cool. And we go to these markets again to to know know who the new, who the folks are and we help them long before they're ready for institutional money like ours mm. uh we've looked it's all at, about collaboration isn't it absolutely yeah and and just for you know even i when i started this said i don't this, is, this was the pitch we had to the investors we're not sure if there's enough <laughs> venture backable high quality deal flow to build a fund but if you'll make a commitment mm-hmm then we'll call the capital only if we find it. And now, uh, this is four years, about now, uh, four years ago is when we started just running around town saying, if we built it, would you come? We've seen more than 300 um, entrepreneurs and looked at uh, you know all of those deals and have tried to help as many as we can. We can't help everyone, mm-hmm. and not every idea is venture backable. You got to say no sometimes, right, That's Darcy? Right. You got to say no. A lot. Darcy Howe is with us. We have one segment left. We'll talk more about that. We'll talk about uh, the future of KC Rise, the future of KC Rise Fund, and uh, more exciting stuff here after the break on Grill Nation. Somewhere there's speaking. It's already coming in. Oh, and it's rising at the back of your mind You never could get it Welcome back to the show, the Grill Nation show. I'm Jason Grill. Uh, thanks for listening today. It's been a fascinating show. If you're on 980 AM, we greatly appreciate it. Or on iTunes via podcast. Thanks for joining us today. With Darcy Howe, again, the founder and managing director of the KC Rise Fund. They're online at kcrisefund.com. Uh, Darcy, we've talked a lot about a lot of different things regarding your uh, the fund and how exciting it is and all the success so far. But I want to talk to you more about kind of what companies maybe make sense to be born in our region versus companies that maybe do not. Uh, what, what are some companies, if there's people listening out with an idea or have a company that can grow here, what, what type of industries and, and focuses are we looking at here? So some themes that we have seen, and, and this makes sense once you hear it, right, is um, logistics, transportation. We're mm. the crossroads. We're, we're, we're NAFTA north-south. There's east and west. We're in the center. That would make some sense. We have four or five companies in logistics. Um, uh, you I- do in your portfolio. We right do now. in the portfolio, okay. yeah. Um, IoT, Internet of Things, which is basically a fancy word of, of saying things that are wireless. What's connected in your home? What's connected with your um, uh, with your healthcare? What's connected in, in in so many ways in our lives? Uh, you know, a few years ago, none of us had any connected anything, and today, uh, you know, a lot of us have a lot of. I mean, some I, of us do, some of us don't. Maybe yeah, <laughs> I, I had Christmas lights that I could decide whether they were going to be, you know, chaser oh, or yeah. or you know. 
know, blinking or, you know. There's I've got I've got those too, and I love those. <laughs> so so, and you think about that is Sprint, who has a little downsizing. We've got some really talented people that Sprint brought to town so many years ago, whose families want to stay here, and so there's some really interesting wireless Internet of Things being built here. Um, uh, agriculture, agriculture, maybe. Yeah. Think about agriculture. We have some um, health tech and fintech. So think about some of the, the why it should be built here and what are the larger companies that we have here where there are folks who have good ideas but maybe can't execute that idea within the larger company because it's just not their focus or they're not moving quickly enough or what, whatever it is. Um, that that's where our entrepreneurs are are coming from some of those places. Interestingly, in our portfolio, mm-hmm. our average founder is – slightly over 40 years old. So we have uh, founders in their 20s and love the energy that they bring to something new. And, you know, they haven't heard no very often. So they can just charge ahead and love that. And then there are founders who are in their 40s. And we have some in their 50s and 60s who have been in an industry for a long time and understand where it's going and and how they can move quickly and nimbly in a small company to to build a small That's company. a good good thing to point out that all entrepreneurs aren't the same, right? We have to we have to really focus on all different types. Whether it's male, female, whatever whatever race you are, wherever you're from, whatever part of of you're doing the entire state of Kansas, you might have somebody in a a rural community building something that's cool and innovative and Potentially it's, a great investment. I would love to challenge more women and uh, non-white males <laughs> <laughs> to um, to think really big and come up with these kinds of ideas. I don't think we're seeing enough of them in our portfolio. We don't have enough um, non-male, non-white founders. We're seeing more, but probably we not are. enough, right? Yeah, from and, where, from and when you, you know, started. Having a high-growth technology business is not the only way to grow a business. So I there's main okay, street entrepreneurs you know, out there too, right? I started a little stock company with a few friends, and it uh, <laughs> it did pretty well. And it, it was manufacturing, but it wasn't it wasn't the high tech, high growth, but it it it, it managed to be successful. We you mentioned uh, revenue and profits. That's always important, right? Well, your stock <laughs> company was the cool gift for Christmas stocking stuffers for years for a lot of people. Yeah, I'm sure they're doing really well. Still is, so yeah. you guys have a board as well. Uh, that, yes. that supports you. Can you tell us about that? I know there's a lot of very successful people on that board that are uh, helping make the decisions for some of these investments. Governance in a business is really important. Helping surrounding um, entrepreneurs or any business owner with um, outside opinions, people to to run, th- run things by and challenge you. Uh, our board is, is fantastic. We have uh, Ron LeMay, who is the um, founder of Open Air Equity Partners, which is basically a company that has incubated incubated companies and then um, grown them and spun them out. Uh, Ron, interestingly, speaking of Sprint, was the first employee of what was Sprint PCS, if you remember Sprint Mm -hmm. PCS, when Sprint was still a landline company. So Ron is one of the godfathers of wireless in this country. And um, just a and he he has he has built kind of his own fund as well, right? Yeah, that he has not not a fund. Those are those are major investment type things, correct? Oh, he's like in millions, millions, tens of millions that he yes. puts in. Yeah. Uh, GoGo InFlight is one of his um, Zave. He was... spoke to us at the uh, Casey Tomorrow <laughs> class. I was very impressed by some of the the, the names he was throwing out oh, that I that Zave heard was, of. was sold to uh, Google. Yeah, he's he's got some real success. So he's on and the board. And he, and he has a couple of uh, early stage companies. We have a conflicts committee, so when sure. we look at one of Ron's deals, we, we bring in our, our outside folks. But um, he has a fintech company right now called Main Street Data that's in the agriculture space that's uh, really, really interesting and in using agriculture data for 
um, insurance companies and, and banks to, to look at risk and, and, and uh, you know, traders and all kinds of folks. But um, so that's Ron. And then uh, Toby Rush. Mm-hmm. Toby is a name that a lot of folks in town know who helped a founder who was a UMKC professor take a company, for, uh, take an idea about um, the pattern uh, patterns, the vein patterns in the whites of your eyes and using that to be a um, fintech solution for security. That company went from zero to over a hundred million dollar exit in four years. I was an investor in that. Helped pay for our daughter's wedding. That was uh, <laughs> awesome. That but was really, cool. Toby is a serial entrepreneur. He's on to doing some other cool things and be a great guy for for your. Yeah, for he's he's he's, he's kind of a now he's kind of reaching that you know phase of being kind of a, a leader in the. Uh, and giving back after that that exit. Well, correct? he's he's building something. That's he's building not something too dissimilar other things, yeah. from what Ron has too. So that's kind of cool to that's see. Right. They're now calling it a venture studio model of helping uh, to incubate young companies and uh, and and grow them. So there's a lot of activity. We have more venture funds. We have more investors. Um, this is a great time to build a company in Kansas City uh, and keep that company in Kansas City. So, so you've mentioned uh, we've kind of gone through the history in the past. We're in a new year now, and, and want to know kind of what you're excited about for 2020, and what are some of your your goals uh, for the year, Darcy, as far as how you want to continue to grow this, what and help companies essentially. Yes, well, and with this network all over the country with our venture partners, it's really interesting to watch other communities. What's going on? How can we replicate that? Uh, you know, I'm I'm a very big believer in just doing something that somebody else does. Like we we could do that here. Yeah, you know what? Uh, <laughs> people people just need to embrace that, right? I mean, learn from other people, you get smarter. I mean, if something works, it's same thing in politics. I always said if if uh, if Georgia or name a state passes a bill that really works out for economic development or job creation or whatever it is, uh, why not? Uh, why not take it and, and pass it in your state? Well, that's, <laughs> so two things that I've stolen from other places that we're employing now that I think will be even bigger in 2020, um, and it, all to help the portfolio companies, but it also uh, you know tangentially helps the region as well. Uh, one is that this this corporate idea that the corporations are looking for innovation, young innovative companies need customers. Just connecting the dots between the two of them has been bringing some really interesting things. Uh, we're just showing some innovation to the Kansas City Royals and the new ownership team yesterday mm-hmm. a new ownership group yesterday that'll be that were really why not i mean cool corporations ideas. really need to, to get more involved than they have been which is positive so that's one and the other one is something i stole from detroit they call it detroit homecoming we homecoming we call it back to kc you can go to back to the number two kc.org if you are interested in um either being an ambassador here in kansas city that helps to um uh bring back others who are from the region or want to be in Kansas City. And then we have our KC champions who live elsewhere who are curious about what's going on in Kansas City and might want to move back. We've uh, we've had two years of that. Back, back to KC is something I started but is now owned by um, Startland, the, uh, the entrepreneur um, uh, foundation, the group. And uh, we brought back in 2017, no, 18, we brought back 28 folks and nine of them have moved here. Oh, wow. 2019, we brought back a few more, and 2020, it's going to be big. Darcy Howe, uh, appreciate you coming on the Grill Nation show. KCRiseFund.com. Thanks for all of your uh, hard work for Kansas City, and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you, Jason. Love what you're doing. We've been on, you've been listening to the Grill Nation show. We'll see you again next week. Take care. Can't read my mind. I'm undefeated.